0: Hi, I'm Mike Morse. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic with Kevin Dietz. And today we are welcoming Charlie Langton to the show. Joining us this morning is Mike Morse and Troy's top 30, Mike Morse. Mike Morse is in here to tell us about the backpack giveaway here. Adapt and adapt and change things up a little bit every year.
1: Thanks Mike, for being here, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Now you got me first of all on about three hours of sleep. I'll just let you the know
2: busiest man in media, right? this fair guy morning. right here. He is what
0: everywhere. time did you wake up this so morning? So
1: here's the d- oh, about three o'clock in the morning. So we do let it rip on Thursdays.
0: Okay, that was so last night. So we go
1: live 10:30 to 11 p.m. By the time I get situated, whatever it's about midnight or so. Okay, and then I get up to do WWJ. We did a, f- a phone-a-thon for thaw today, but I get up at about three thirty. So I'm working on about three and a half hours of sleep. Did five hours of radio. I'm here. I'm gonna go back to WWJ and then we're going out drinking later on. So, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you'll,
2: you'll have one tomorrow. drink,
1: and you're gonna pass out. Yeah, yeah and then I, you got the morning I, I, shift tomorrow at back I, at Fox Two. Anchor, of the news at Fox Two tomorrow again at about three thirty. I can sleep in a little tomorrow, maybe three
0: thirty tomorrow. So, so on Fox, you're doing so, weekend anchoring, anchoring from yeah. when to when? From uh, we are
1: on the air from six thirty to ten Saturday Sunday. And then, uh, and then I do Fox 2, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday reporting, put together two stories, although we do a little legal segment within that
0: time and a couple of, and then Let It Rip too. It's Sunday night, or no, th- uh, Thursday nights. Is so we it do a rip. Thursday
1: night Let It Rip with Huel hosts, and then I do a, my own Let It Rip on Sunday morning, uh, which I host, so, and plan the show and produce it and all that stuff, so.
0: And, and you're, and you're on uh, which radio show? WWJ. And that's uh, it's every It's
1: 9.50, Monday through Friday. I'm on the air from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m.
0: Are you uh, out it's reporting? Out Are reporting. you in the studio?
1: No, usually I'm out on the streets. I actually like that. So if there's a fire going on, uh, a, a, a shoot, a barricaded gunman—that's my specialty. Actually, I love that stuff.
2: <laughs> and, then and three days we a week he them. goes I here. That. Three, three days a week you go right from the radio station yes. to the TV station.
1: Yeah, that's hard. From so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I do a double. I'll get right out of WWJ and at I'll, then I'll at 10 a.m. and I'm usually there by 11 a.m. on Fox Two. I'll get an assignment, two assignments, and I'll put together a story for five. O'clock and six o'clock. You remember those two a day stories, right? right? What you're talking about? So, Charlie,
0: I've met a lot of people in the news, and I could almost say you're like you love it, and 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 I think you can really sense that how much you love it, and it's your energy and your personality, and just hearing you talk right now dawned on me that you. and, And we're going to talk about the fact that you are and used to be a practicing lawyer and you moved into this. And I'm very curious about that, but you love what you do. Yeah. I don't want the competition from you. I, don't want the <laughs> you. And I appreciate you Sarah, getting I mean, out of the business. All the gifts. Get, absolutely. Out. But, but so you love what you do. Uh, you know, I do. So, I do. And, and how many years have you did? When did you stop practicing full time?
1: So I signed a couple. I so saw I was, the story goes back really to the Kwame days, really. Okay. When they needed a legal, Uh, Comment, you know, do somebody to do legal analysis. Inevitably, the court of appeals would make a ruling on Kwame at about four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it's kind of hard to get those court of appeals opinions, read them, digest them, and then speak somewhat logically about those cases so I was there I had done a little bit with Fox 2 I had done a little bit with radio but then somebody at Fox 2 said why don't you get me to interpret this and then stick them on the Kwame case so I was able to kind of follow what was going on with Kwame and then and I would leave my firm at about maybe 3 o'clock and then I'd meet Amy Lang or uh, some other reporter and I would pretty much go live out in front of
0: the you know the courthouse or whatever yeah. it may be
1: and I did that for a couple you know what for year a was years. that
0: that was in the 2013 ish uh, or no so before no, that 2008 no, was, yeah. was the first trial yeah, right, the, ten, was the,
1: yeah the, the 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 more fun the one really court. was the circuit court one the the criminal case one the federal well the federal, in, in well, the federal court Groner, that, was, that became by right, that time right. the judge groaner judge, judge groaner was fantastic he Cameron, still is. Cameron, he's the best he'd be a good guest by the way get him on
0: he, you know what put him on Doug groan hey, oh my I, gosh i know i know i've been in front of him so I will, and his uh, wife is a lawyer, I know Amy. Amy. Yes,
1: that's right, Amy. So I had her first. She when she left the bench, she became a facilitator, a lawyer appointed by the court to try to settle cases. And I used to, I was the first one I think that actually appointed her to settle one of my cases. And did she settle it? Yeah, of course she did. It was she,
0: good. She's great. <laughs> no, she's she's really good at what she does. <laughs> she's good. Um, so the Kwame, so so Kwame got you started. I think when
1: I yes, and I think that when I was doing the Kwame case and I was watching these reporters and. I was saying, you know, let me try it, and I really liked the media. I was a—I go back to a theater major in oh, college. Didn't know that. So I went to Kalamazoo College, okay. And I was a theater major, in a lot of English classes and whatnot. But I—I I, I knew I wanted to go to law school, but I always thought that if you wanted to be a trial lawyer, you do have to have some—you know, maybe some practice about talking in front of people and putting sure. together something, thinking on your feet. I mean, you know that. Mm-hmm. And and so I've always liked the performance element of it, but in the reality of it. And even in your cases, I don't know how many trials you get a year. Exactly. It's not that many. And I always tried to try the case. If I could try it, I'll try sure.
0: it. If I can. It's the best part of being a lawyer. It's the fun
1: part. I mean, right. like, and I do a lot of workers' comp cases, social security cases, as well as the personal injury, first, 30, first and third party lawsuits on that, and whatever it may be, slip and falls. I actually had some defense cases too, but I was all, always the plaintiff, just like you. Didn't have as many as you. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I like the performance aspect. And when I was looking and watching and doing the Kwame cases and I was seeing these reporters and I'm thinking, you know, let me try it. Let me just try it if I'm no good. I'm not practicing law. How bad could it be? But I kind of liked it. There's an element of storytelling and you get to use the the words and the video and even if you can get in some music some natural sound effects I mean, there's a lot of ways you can develop a story and i'll admit i you know i'm always learning every single day but i watched reporters that i liked and i tried to steal as much as i could and i watched reporters i didn't like and i'm thinking to myself what don't i like about them mm-hmm. is you got to be you though you can't not be you but i think i've got you know my voice is a little different and uh, i don't get bogged down by the other facts but i don't tell a big thing you know you make <laughs> it simple the ah, those get those to the paper <laughs> make it simple make it simple well, and you and also bring energy relatable you bring a lot of energy of and, of and
0: and um and and what people see on tv and hear on the radio that's kind of you off camera too
1: I I, I, I like it? to
0: have fun. I mean, this is I mean, this I, we were we were talking. You met my one of my daughters before the yeah. show, and your energy and your personality was the same as it is right now on camera.
1: Yeah, tell tell take that trip to Europe. Take that <laughs> right. year off and, and pay for it. Ab to ab, right. pay for it. Right. That's the key. key yeah, he's high
2: energy all the time. I <laughs> no. see Charlie hundreds and hundreds of times for years, <laughs> <laughs> and he is always on. He's always but it's ready different, to go. right? It's he's great. got a yeah. shtick. I mean, oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's not shtick though. It is him. But it what's
0: what's the word? Not shtick. Authentic. It's it's authenticity that. comes comes through and everything you report. You know, what's kind of interesting, I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, I thought, so I tried then, I was watching reporters, I said, well, how
1: about an anchor? Oh, that's like an, an anchor, like a big deal, oh, a big an anchor. And I was wondering if I could do it, and the criticism against me was, there's too much energy to be an anchor. An anchor, you've gotta be, you know, just generally, you're Very just reading the news. Oh, just re- and there's a trick to reading, too, but, but uh, and that's the, been, uh, you have to tone it down just a tad. And you do have to, and that's hard. I like being an anchor. I like the anchor element on television. I kind of think I have to develop just a little bit more, but I think if something happens, I would like to try that. I like reporting on radio because I get to drive the car. I get to go and I get to, and it's fast paced, really Mm. fast, which I like.
0: How many stories are you doing in a five hour period? 10.
1: As I'll do two and and different order. stories. It could be the same story, but different versions oh, okay. of it. Now it depends. If it's a barricaded gunman. I mean, those things can go on for <laughs> some of them days. But, but I always try to do something just a little bit different. And if it's not a barricaded gunman or a fire or a shooting, oftentimes the police will give us little bits of information. Sometimes they'll set up a perimeter, and then they'll move the perimeter, and then they'll do a warning about kids walking to school, uh, or they'll say, uh, you know, be aware. Oh, they give us the license plate number. So we always there's always something. And I'm on radio usually the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour the leads not the lead story necessarily but whatever it is especially Mm -hmm. if it's a fire or something and they're kind of
2: quicker hits on the radio right so you you, so one new piece of information really makes it new yeah
1: and and radio is now it's happening right now whereas television i mean it within hours but you can develop it a little bit although we're under time crunch sometimes (laughs) but i like the radio because it's right now and to me that's exciting and if i get an interview with you i've got a i've got a get to you, do the interview, come back, take edited, the bite edited, that I want, yeah. edit it, write it, and then voice it. Yeah. And, I'll, and then I'll do it all but every radio, half hour. You
0: don't have to, I mean, radio, it's, it's radio. quick. Quick, it's fast. So where'd you go to law school? I went to Detroit College of Law. And what year did you uh, get out of there? 87 is my
1: year, 87 is my graduating year, 87. Oh.
0: So what did you so, do before that? I was, uh,
1: I, my father's a lawyer. I worked in his office. I went to Kalamazoo college, went to Kalamazoo. Then I went to law school, DCL right after, uh, right after, uh, there was a six month gap. I thought I wanted to do some acting or television or something like that. But I I, I just went on to law school. Okay. And then um, I pretty much went right into his firm, personal injury mm-hmm. law firm, car accidents. Where was incident. that's Macomb? Macomb County. Okay. Yeah, I was on Fort we had two offices, but Fourteen Mile and uh, and uh, DeQuinder, Sterling Heights. So I had a lot of cases in Macomb County, Wayne, Wayne, Oakland, Macomb for the most part. And I practiced law. I really practiced law, did uh, depositions and and interviews. I did it. One, point. I did all the intakes and then I picked the best cases for me. And then uh, I would uh, go in there and develop the case. I did the depositions, subpoena the records, did the interrogatories, uh, did motions if I had to, those summary disposition motions every Friday or Monday or Wednesday, depending on the court. Right. And then a, fig- a mediation, or facilitation, and then settlement conference and Try it if you can't settle it. So I did all that
0: stuff. And did you like practicing law?
1: I did. I I did. Um, At one point, I had eight lawyers working for me. Wow. Uh, So I had a firm. But it was about that time then people, I kind of got, um, I, I wanted something different. I wanted something different. So I did go to Spex Howard and I was doing cable television for the Macomb Bar Association, which is, i tell you what, anybody that wants to learn how to do something, you know, do a podcast, do a cable, get involved locally, because then you learn how to do this. I think there is an art to doing this. Mm-hmm. And I did it and I liked it. And I thought that, you know, I can kick this up a little bit. So Spex Howard was actually very good for me. It's right down the street here. Right down the street. Yeah. I still... Uh, I brag a little bit here. They just uh, announced the Hall of Fame class, nice. so I'm going to be in the All Hall of night Fame. Anyway.
0: Congratulations!
1: Anyway, but uh, it's good. But I, 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 love a Hour. It was very good for me because it did give me a discipline. I mean, there it maybe we make it. Kevin Dietz makes it look so easy. It's not. It's not to do it well.
0: No, I, I, uh, I'm learning as I'm doing this podcast because I'm just winging it. But you're uh, good. You're well, good
1: though. You're good. Thank you've you. You've got a I'm, you've got a
0: TV presence. Have you ever thought about television? <laughs> maybe commercials. Maybe, <laughs> maybe commercials. <laughs> I don't know. So you were practicing almost 20 years, and then you went to spek. Howard? yeah yeah so that's interesting I yeah mean, that's t- i didn't know that i, I went mean- to specs howard at night and then i remember it very well
1: at that time i stopped doing some of these car accidents because of all the discovery and there was a little bit so but workers comp i could do that so i actually did a little workers comp for about five or six years where it was pretty hot and heavy the good thing about workers comp is that it's not a lot of there's not a lot of paperwork, a lot of records and things, but you could try more cases. No jury, but you could try more. That's and I a like, tough area. I That's like a that. tough
0: area. There's some bad laws right now. Oh, it's terrible.
1: terrible. Oh, if you're injured in this state right now on the job, it's you bad. better be nearly dead. Because if you're dead, it's no good. If you're nearly dead, you have to be. It's a bad, it's, there are a lot of bad laws.
0: People are but getting I did screwed left and right in the workers' comp uh, yeah. world. Um, so so Specs Howard, you knew you wanted to do something in broadcasting yeah. and and the Kwame, so Kwame kind of got you started in Love this Kwame. new career. I've, tell, I've said to Kwame, if, if it wasn't for Kwame, I don't think I would have be here right now. I really don't.
1: Because the Kwame, Kwame was such an interesting case. And
0: you followed it from the beginning.
1: From the, pretty much from the beginning.
0: I mean, really from Until the Until the day he was convicted.
1: Until the day when I was live uh, in the studio when we knew the jury came back and we were doing the commentating. I had spent a lot of time in the trial. Uh, you know, there are others that covered the real guts to the trial, but as far as from the legal point of view, I thought it was fantastic stuff. And now we were even talking about it now, the sentencing of Kwame. So Kwame will never stop. He was a, he was a major figure in Detroit, always will be, not necessarily for good reasons, but personally for my career, it got me into the media.
0: And, did, and did, I love that. Did you ever interview him?
1: many times well during the case i talked to him all the time i knew him i knew his family how was your relationship uh, with him would you say very good okay i knew kwame when he was a state rep but we met up in mackinac island and i don't think kwame doesn't drink but he does socialize quite a bit and he's uh, he's a fun guy kwame is a very fun guy do you know kwame
0: nope i don't think i've ever smart smart, really smart. smart.
1: He's street smart he's not academic there are there different he's not academic at all but he's very street smart and extremely personable if kwame walked into this room right now He'd light the place up. He just has that personality. And actually, I think people in Detroit want to see their mayor. They want to feel like their mayor's doing something for them. And Kwame was there on scenes, on very serious shootings. Kwame would be there. He was a people person and a people mayor. So it's kind of disheartening that all of this bad stuff happened to him. Again, did he make some mistakes? Yes, he did. He was convicted. He had a fair trial. It was a long trial, but a fair trial. Uh, so he made some mistakes. But as far as the personality, the charisma, and the smarts enough to be a good politician, I think Kwame could have gone and done whatever he wanted.
0: What do you think about the uh, sentencing?
1: I think the sentence was right. And I know I'm going to have criticism for it. I've said it before. But those were guidelines uh, that were appropriate. And the th- here's the... Kind of the two reasons. Number one, first of all, he's convicted of RICO. Now we can argue the demer- the merits of the RICO, the racketeering law. The, the the prosecution, the U.S. attorneys, as they can go back to they can get evidence in that goes back before the crime started. It's an enterprise, so they can develop the enterprise. Well, geez, that's a big advantage to them. Say what you want, he was convicted of that. Now, so the two things, Kwame was an elected official. If you're an elected official, your guidelines go up. That's just the way it is. And two, the money that allegedly was taken but proven in court and so we're talking allegedly million anymore, is it it's not no, a, it's should, it they, they
2: showed eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in his bank account that was unaccountable for him. so are we allowed to stop saying allegedly yeah i think we okay. probably can
0: so, but but that but, but, but the guidelines were things. higher than 28 years kevin told me because yeah, i he covered it. it was, it was yeah, 35 yeah. Not go you go as high as uh,
2: yeah. as she could have uh, for sure and she actually um fashioned her sentence after one other politician, uh, who had done the same, uh, scheme basically, but took less money and uh, he was also sentenced to 28 years. And so when people say it's never been done before, that's not true. If you look at the sentencing uh, memorandum, and it's online, you can pull it up, it, it really spells it out very clearly in what the judge's uh, thought process was. And and, uh, and so she sentenced him to 28, which mirrored someone else who did similar acts but took less money, and she could have gone higher. I don't know the exact number she could have gone up to, but uh, she sentenced him to less than the max. And so we- so,
1: so so when the judges there is some merit to consistency with sentencing and that's the purpose of sentencing guidelines. And so Kwame was within the guidelines. He was in. Now is it a lot? Yeah,
0: it's a lot. But he's elected official and he took a lot of money. So a lot of people are saying that people, you know, kill people and don't get twenty-eight years True. and that he's, you know, the seven years he served is enough time and that, you know, they're they're petitioning people like Carmanos and um others are petitioning Our current sitting president to give him a pardon or clemency Um, do you think that'll happen no and there's no advantage for donald
1: trump to give him any kind of reduction in the sentence there's certainly not a pardon but that's i think that the issue is missed it should be the democratic candidate for president Why wouldn't a Democratic candidate for president come out and say, if I'm president, I'm going to look at the Kwame Kilpatrick sentence. I'm a Democrat. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to get votes in Detroit. And if we all believe that Kwame Kilpatrick is so popular in Detroit, to come here to Detroit and say, I'm going to think about looking at the Kwame Kilpatrick sentence and maybe reduce it, that would be amazing.
0: It would... Bring a lot of headlines. But he did. Don't you think, though, during his State of the Union the other night, that he was courting the African American vote? He was. And so this, I think, would help. I think. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't put anything past the president. I mean, (laughs) he could put out a thing. I'm looking at it. You know, I'm looking at the the Kwame Kilpatrick. I'm looking in cities that he's probably not going to get the popular vote. I mean, Michigan, what did he win by 6,000 votes or something like that? 10,000. 10,000 votes. But I don't think
1: Donald Trump is going to get any more African-American votes no matter what he does. I just don't think it's in the DNA. I just don't think it's going to happen. However, if he can pull maybe 10% of the African-American vote, that's a big victory. I think the problem for... Voting is uh, that Detroiters
2: have to vote. Would, he, would he lose any voters if he were to yeah, that's the give a commutation? He, I don't think, I don't know. He's not going to pardon him. He's not going to say that crime never happened, the, the, but uh, he could commute the sentence. He
1: would, he would never pardon, commute the sentence, so he's still convicted. It's just a sentence reduction. I think that's more likely, but I don't know that it's like, I don't think he's going to do it. Uh, would he hurt his base? I don't think that Trump base can be broken if a bomb <laughs> went off. I think Donald Trump could do anything and that base, which is a lot, 35, 40% of people, Republicans, love Trump no matter what he does, so why not? If he can pick up a couple of percentage points, maybe, and it would hurt the Democrats a little bit if he pardoned Kwame or thought, of, not pardon, but commuted the sentence or something, but I just don't think, it's, I don't think it's gonna happen with him. I wanna see a Democrat come out. What a Bloomberg, he was in here. Why, why wouldn't he come out and say, you know what? let's and then let's see what happens
0: let's get bloomberg on the show
2: yeah can you give make a call. that happen let's give him a call. do it call
1: him
0: i'm, he's, ready, he's I'm writing that down we got, Groner. <laughs> we got Groner. And now we hey, got bloomberg. Bloomberg.
2: <laughs> bloomberg why don't you get bloomberg to sponsor the show first oh hold on <laughs> that's even better
0: that's even better we're working on getting sponsors we're gonna get a pizza sponsor in here because i'm hungry <laughs> that would be uh, where is it we're going uh, next time so let's talk about Uh, our current, uh, situation we just had, we just, we've been interviewing people in, in local politics. Um, sounds like mayor Duggan is going to have a race on his hands next year. First of all, do you think he's doing a good job in the city of Detroit? Yes,
1: I do. I think in general, I think he is doing a good job. I think we're seeing businesses come back to Detroit, I think we're seeing some order in Detroit, I think in the, and I know Dave Bing, I know some of the city council people during that time, but that was chaos, that was chaos, that's like Washington. It's chaos, and that was not good. Uh, Duggan is a very smart politician. And he brings the city council in for many, many, many projects, not just openings of new businesses or ribbon cuttings or whatever it is, state of the city addresses. He's a smart politician. And Duggan's got a good business sense. And I think, realistically, Detroit's got to grow from the midtown downtown midtown and out and if you look down at the, i'm a big fan of the seven mile and livernois area the, Ave, the uh, avenue of fashion have you been down there lately
0: it's yeah. a beautiful it's coming area. back i it's mean that's coming back i do drive by there and stop in there and
1: yes they get the waffle place has to open pretty soon uh, uh Cujo, what's it was the um i can't pronounce it there but the waffle chicken and waffle place Cuzio's, has to open it's closed right now but that whole place is great yeah. if you take a look at down by uh uh, the old Indian Village, but there's a West Village, East Village. I mean, that area is... Look at Corktown. Look at a place called North Corktown.
0: Yeah, Just, beautiful. Oh, it's my beautiful.
1: gosh. Nobody knows North Corktown. What's Cork, in North
0: Town?
2: Is that where Dude, the restaurant Magnet is? It's going to be where Ford is building the cars. The no, new
0: restaurant called Magnet is Corktown, but that. I think it's... I don't know if it's north of Corktown. All right. Um, well, it's a it's a separate area just over the highway. And it's got a sign. It says North Corktown.
1: And no one really knew about it. It was kind of a throwaway place. It's not, though. Because you can walk to Corktown, which is hot right now. It's a very hot. The mm-hmm. real estate's way up there. But wow, that's really...
2: That's, so not ex- you, that's kind of unexpected, too, because you kind of thought that area was lost. And then when Ford said they were coming in, taking over the train station, oof. everybody started buying property over there and investing over there. Yeah.
0: So... You think that uh, the magic that's kind of happening downtown is starting to spread out more to the the suburbs of Detroit, not just the suburbs like out here suburbs, but the the districts in Detroit. You think it is starting to spread? I do, but
2: not I to do. the neighborhoods.
1: And we're talking about the neighborhoods. Not, I'm talking about the neighborhoods. I, I think so I do. I do think. So. Now listen. I think Brightmoor's got some issues. I think Houston Whittier has some issues on the east side. I mean, I don't think it's 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 all the way, but I do think though that once property values start to rise and banks will start financing people out of midtown and downtown i think we're going to see a re- resurgence and the thing about banks and money from whatever i know is that they want some consistency and i think a brand new mayor right now i think m- might hurt things again it's a little speculation i mean i'm not a you know a scientist but what i've been out there and i think duggan's got that he ha- he kind of understands that and a couple more banks opening up to help uh, detroiters finance homes I think we're gonna see, I think we're gonna see, and I think Duggan is the consistency, he's got the business sense, I think he's, there, there are already programs going on. He, he holds
2: people to. accountable, so you know, you have all these departments, 26 departments I think it is, and he has these meetings, and if you aren't getting your job done, you have a serious problem. He seriously is hands on in that regard. So if you're talking about getting the buses running in these neighborhoods, so folks who, who can't find work that they can walk to, um, they have to get a bus and either come out here to work or somewhere else in the city if those things are getting done you will start to see progress reach out to the neighborhoods but but the folks who live in that area, they have to have jobs and they have to be able to get to them. Those are the two biggest crisis for, for folks who are the furthest out and poorest. And I, and you, I think the schools too, still, well, there
1: still has to, that, that's, a, that's a problem. It's not really
2: Duggan's it's area. Not, and
1: that's not Duggan's area. It's not, but Sherry, De, Sherry Gay Dagnago, I know you've had her. I know she wants to be mayor. Uh, Mary Sheffield wants to be mayor. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of other people that want to be mayor. Sure. Like Brenda Jones. I mean, there, there are many people that would want to be mayor of Detroit. And you know what? Fine. Uh, make your intentions known, but maybe in four years, things will change. I think Duggan, it would be Duggan's race to lose, I
0: think. Right. And I think he's going to, I mean, I think he's going to run. But interesting, what is your take on, I feel like just in the news in the last, since that, since his divorce, since him getting caught out in the Novi, Northville area with that, with the, with the whole scandal with the charity and all that. mm -hmm. um, I feel like he's gone away. I feel like he's not as visible. Have you? Do you have that sense being in the media or no?
1: Well, Duggan does a lot of press conferences. Still? He really does. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the Fiat Chrysler building now, that's a big thing. Doug was, Duggan was really involved in that. Um, you know, the bridge, I don't know how much exactly, but that whole Delray area over there on that side of the world um, is changing a lot. And I think Duggan does play a role in that. Okay. And as Kevin mentioned, I mean, he does make people accountable. So I kind of think Duggan is in the news not as maybe as much maybe i, th- I think he's but
2: I, maybe like a lot of people do after a divorce he's thrown himself into his work and he's having meetings and things like that and i don't know I, just, him, but I don't know that he's um he feels you know, a little underground i don't think afraid. he's walking through the uh you know uh the the football stadium on sunday and shaking hands with the public yes. as much but that's I,
1: not I, Duggan's. I, that was never Duggan's personality anyway he was a real big business guy Just put that on the list Duggan. Duggan may do your show Duggan, put that right down. We on. got no one. Here. How do you spell it? Uh,
0: yeah, that's <laughs>
2: right. It depends. If you're, one mayor ran with one G and one uh, ran with that's two. That's right. <laughs> and he still beat him. <laughs>
1: uh, but Duggan is—he's a, a business guy. Uh, he's not a real uh, flamboyant guy. Uh, he doesn't have—he doesn't have the charisma as Kwame
0: do you think he was treated fairly during that scandal or do you think that i mean do you think he was treated fairly do you think it wasn't taken seriously enough i mean you know with the whole the guy following bob carmack following you him had out. him on the show didn't I, you I, uh, yeah. we, we, we interviewed i saw your, uh, I see your podcast uh, thank you i see that yeah he's one of my subscribers and when yes. you answer
2: that uh think about um how kwame was treated with his extramarital affair um when you talk about the whole fairness and was you know was uh, has the media been too hard on duggan or too Too easy easy. on duggan too hard on kwame too easy on what's your your everything's fair game what's your opinion on that
1: well i i think that on the in the kwame extramarital affair though i mean she was the chief of staff you know and he lied under oath about it and he did uh he she, Duggan never he, lied under oath. Duggan never lied under oath. Duggan never right.
2: admitted to anything yet yeah. either. Well, I mean, don't he's never been that. under oath. Yeah. Yeah. Would he have lied? He,
1: he, Duggan is smart. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful if you're representing these people and you know there's some skeletons in the client. Don't put them under oath. Look at Bill Clinton. Me. Look I at know. Bill. You know about yeah. this. You know, but
0: but don't but don't don't go under oath. But that's a, right. So it's a it's different. It's not apples to apples but they definitely railed on Kwame a lot harder about an extramarital affair. Sure. They did, no and doubt And we could say no alleged, because nobody saw that, but they just saw him go into a true. garage <laughs> with his own clicker, right? <laughs> true. Right. But that's, that's true. right.
2: And there was a divorce that followed that, and, um, and then the story pretty much died down. I mean, I mean, you, it pops back up every once in a while if something comes up with that charity, but for the most part, it's that's over But you know, now. I think the Dougie story is pretty down. much over, it,
0: pretty much. And let's talk about that for one second. It'll lead me into my next question every time they bring up Duggan's name, they don't talk about the extramarital affair or that scandal, do they? No. You and you the media don't bring that up. But then when Colby died, right? Um, the people in the media, social media, and the real media talked about the rape allegations from 20 years earlier that uh, were, I think we thought were dismissed. Like right. he was never convicted. He was never anything. They were. He was never went to trial, right? They was dismissed. And yet every, a lot of official, commentators uh, obituaries uh, national news local news mentioned the rape allegations and i don't know why snoop
1: dogg is very upset at a lot of the media people for bringing that it's up on social media so here's when, what's when does happening. it die because well,
2: because the whole world is a reporter on twitter okay so anybody with thumbs can type in uh anything they want to say about Kobe died or whatever issue you want. And the media can't help it. They follow the trends of what's going on on social media, you have to. And so all of a sudden you're seeing this Kobe story and there's there's the story of the death and there's this whole other, you know, Twitter war going on about the, uh, the rape allegations and some media people kind of put that together as equal cause they're both being talked about. And so it, it finds its way into regular reporting when that wouldn't have happened before social media. what's it okay.
0: But so what's your opinion, Kevin? And I'm going to ask obviously Charlie, this after. do you think that any legitimate media? Forgetting social media, should mention the allegations where they're talking about his death. <laughs>
2: well, I, first of all, I don't think any media should have uh, gone on air with that story before the family was notified, and they did. I mean, they they went on. They named them. They, he said some media said his other daughters died. some yes, said other yes, people somebody died. Got fired over these are all family, people some... on you know uh, in the media okay, so just doing whatever. The wild, wild everybody West.
1: wants to be first. Everyone wants to be first no. with that story. Or, heard story
2: or retweeted or whatever you okay, know. Right. So there's that's a good so point. There's just nice. frenzy out there and uh, no I don't I don't think that part of the story I he you would he report was not, that story though the, about the rape oh yeah he was not he was not convicted he, he, was, he, charged. Charged. And then he was charged he was and then, charged and then, she, but listen, and,
1: then and then this 19 year old uh, apparently didn't want to testify uh, is what happened and so the charges were dropped because the prosecutor didn't have a witness but but Kobe was tried he went through a preliminary exam and then he was up for trial and then the witness the uh,
0: recanted the, the, or she dismissed didn't want to, or...
1: yeah she felt pressure because people, people you know, get charged you know, with crimes all the but 20 years time. later after all yeah. the amazing uh, he uh, he the had championships he admitted having sex the, with her Kobe and Kobe admitted to having sex with her, forcible sex. There were uh, certain bruises and. Uh, rips it not out of forcible
2: places. Uh, uh,
1: well well it was rough sex
2: yes but that's not forcible but that's okay <laughs> it's, well that it's was consensual it's, rough it's, sex. it's right. consensual that's what colby's right. story was i the jury's gonna
1: buy it but that was the story i mean that was it. she said i was raped he said it was forcible consensual sex i don't know that's why we have juries but for whatever reason at that point in time as I, I just looked at all this stuff she then decided i'm not going to uh testify criminally however she did bring a civil suit and there was a settlement we don't know how much money don't know. So there was a civil suit. So did Kobe, did Kobe buy his way out of this criminal charge? I don't know. Remember, rape, if it's rape, it's up to life in prison. It's very serious. So, and guidelines, uh, you know, a first defense, I mean, Steve, he would have done five, six, seven, eight, ten years, perhaps.
0: Less than perhaps
1: Less than <laughs> But
0: But so, Charlie, you're adamant that had Kevin been reporting this for a, a local station, he would have said formally, charged uh
2: with rape i think you report exactly what happened if you're factual uh yeah.
0: But you didn't go, but they're not, it, would, it wouldn't be very high years, up in the story. Don't it wouldn't be very
2: high up in the story. That's, it's for not, sure. that's
1: the difference. <laughs> that's the difference. So this is a eulogy. So you want to tell the whole story, but I don't associate Kobe Bryant with a rape charge. That is below the story. That's on page two, maybe page three of the Kobe story,
0: but it's still
2: got to be mentioned.
1: I think it does. Forever. It's a complete, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, I'll defer to. Well, know, if there's a,
2: the, I, well, you bring up a point. If there was a settlement, uh, so you know, they came to some sort of terms. That yes. something happened. Something happened. S- something happened. If it, if it was just a, if, I guess I, I would never mention it at all. If it was a criminal charge and she recanted or changed her mind or decided not to go forward, and the case never went anywhere. What about because Michael Jackson?
1: Michael Jackson, was he convicted? He was he wasn't convicted. No. Well we bring that up and when he died. These are celebrities and when you're a celebrity, you lose a lot of privacy you get certain advantages because you're a celebrity, you give, but you give up certain things too. And I think that that's a, and again, if the story was the top of the line story about something that happened 20 years ago for which Kobe Bryant was not convicted and the charges were dropped, that's irresponsible journalism. But if it's a separate, if you want to tell the full story, eulogizing, eulogizing, so he's dead, you want to tell the whole story, I think you have to mention that, otherwise you only tell a half story at the appropriate just seemed, time. it just
0: seems so far away he's done so much good for so many people for first uh, he's done he, he's had such accomplishments that nobody i mean one
2: not even one million well, let, alone the, let alone the story yet. of the actual crash and why was he fl- why were they flying and what was going on there and did the right. hell I mean, there's, so many, there's so, so many, many other stories things. i mean this is page. before this you get to the, to r- the
1: rape is page three or four okay. or five of the, okay. of the Kobe story though but i think i think he's a celebrity i mean you agree with right I
2: I, I I understand it i mean when 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 it happened yeah i mean you're like kobe and everything rushes through your mind that you think about kobe or whatever it's there it's yeah. in your head somewhere it's not like it's not like you just completely forgot that it ever happened
1: sports Illustrated, i understand i haven't seen it but they they're putting out a 100 page uh, exposé on kobe oh, wow. on kobe let's see if they mention it i don't know i don't know i'd be i'd be curious That's I, but a good i point. have to think that in a hundred pages
2: i would not push it to try and make the story better somehow i guess so it's like the intent if if he's saying well we're going to say everything that happened in his life it did happen you know there's a court case document whatever um but if you're like hey kobe died you remember him he was charged with rape uh tonight at 11 Uh, come on i mean there's it's that's so i think yeah i think it's a problem
0: but i um Let's let's see what happens in the Sports Illustrated article. Kind okay, of interesting. So somebody recently, um, I was I was at a legal conference, and we were talking about what channels I you know advertise on or whatever, and we're talking about Fox, and, and I'm definitely on Fox thank often. You, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Keep keep probably going. pay part of your salary, I Charlie. hope so. I hope so. Because um, I'm looking for a raise. <laughs> Help me. I can come right, more I'll, commercials. Like, I'll make a call. Good, <laughs> please. Um, but they were surprised because, you know, Fox throughout this country has this, you know, right-wing Republican slant. And I was trying to, and I thought about that. So well, not in Detroit. Not in Detroit. And so how can you try to explain that to me? Like, I know that they're all owned by Rupert Murdoch, right? He still owns them. And they're night. I don't know what percentage of them across this country are very conservative, very Republican, very right-wing yet not in Detroit. Now, are we unusual or is this, does this happen in the, um, cities like ours i don't i don't know i didn't know how to answer him
1: well it's a good question and you know i mean i may defer to my superiors to the the ads with you guys but to me though um a lot of uh, as i understand it we have a very little editorially or whatever to do with an agenda We, we are we get an assigned a story and that's it i think we try to look at both sides but i do know or my senses anyway, that were very popular in Detroit, which is very large, sure. which is largely uh, uh, Democrat, and, and seventy-five percent of my
0: clients come from Detroit.
1: And I would it, say Fox Two, other than four and seven, I would say Fox Two is more popular. I mean, okay. we we, uh, and again, I don't. I think the numbers bear it out, though. I wish I had them now, but um, but we are now. So I don't think that the people in Detroit think of Fox Two as Fox Network. I just there's Fox is friends. friends. We
0: are Fox <laughs> different and friends. Different people. Right? No, I know it's different <laughs> but, people, but it's owned by the same person. Right. Right. So, and that's that's the curiosity
1: but the, but we but we are very territorial here in detroit i mean we are uh we are um we don't care about a lot we care of course we care about other things but in detroit we who's covering the story who's the reporter doing the story how are we develop how are we writing the story and and what are we covering we make an we make an effort to go to detroit
2: How am in detroit i think the bigger issue I mean, is if if uh Reporters are pushed away from stories because of advertisers, than uh, whether it's uh, uh, right or left uh, leaning. I, I mean, in my 25 years, nobody ever said, uh, oh, uh, you know, that story's too conservative or that story's too liberal or or, or anything. Um, right. But, but you know, and Fox and Friends and, and the Fox network
0: cable national sure. is pretty darn right wing. There's very, very few very. liberal uh, news people on that station and i do think you guys do a great job and that's why i'm on your station because i think you know the from the from the tv shows to the to the news which you guys got a ton of you do a great job so that's that's why i'm there and and i'm not advertising on fox and friends on cable so um (laughs) thank you i've got a job that's good you're in good shape That's good. you're in very good shape that's good so good just when when did we first meet we you probably don't remember this i don't um
1: but you uh, Mike Morris was one of the, f- if not the first lawyer to ever go paperless so what the that mid-2000s. means is that when I, so when I interview a client, I'd take out a pen and I'm so shocked you even have pens here. I would write down name, I'd write down all the information. They don't do this around here and you haven't done this for years. Everything is computerized. Medic, but not just the client interviews, the medical records, the interact, all of the documents that we use as lawyers. Sure. And you gave some kind of speech or something at the Oakland County Bar Association mm-hmm. where I must have been a part of and you were saying how everyone should go paperless because and I was thinking, All right, who was this? I know, Mike this is, 2005, is this six, seven. Long time ago. Yeah, long time, maybe even before that. And um, I was shocked, and I was thinking because I had a law firm too. And I'm thinking, you know what? One of my big expenses is what do I do with these files? Look at these files; nope. can be this big. Storage. Storage is terrible, and I would I would love to go paperless. And we did make some modifications, and I in part because of you. And I think you have changed the way good law firms can work a case because now anybody can pick up a case with obviously passwords. Of course it's protected, but you can get right into what you want. You can zero in on the exact medical on your phone. My lawyers have their files on their phones. It's unbelievable. And that started you. So that's uh, where I first met you and
0: uh, we didn't really know each other that well. I remember, I remember the, I remember I was making a tour because I was so adamant about, uh, you know, there was lots of reasons to protect us from, things that could happen to your files, but also for the environment for losing trees and toner and postage and all of this nonsense. And we went paperless. We scanned every file, everything was, uh, able to look up, uh, on the phone. And we actually had a fire in 2008 in my building on Southfield road. And we were in court an hour later. Because everything was on a server, and my lawyers were able to download it, and I went around the country actually giving some speeches yep. on that. Because going paperless, and now everybody's now paperless. The um, federal courts are doing yeah, that too, every, right? it, it, and it's amazing. So, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. and
1: the, I, let's say one of the. So the other thing too is okay. So I'm okay. Michael Moore. Michael Moore. So all right. So that I was a mediator. So uh, so again, a mediator appointed by the judge, and usually there are three of them. So I represented the plaintiff. There's a defense uh, for the insurance company and a neutral. So right. three of us, and somebody from your office, I don't know who it was, brought in three cases from the Michael Moore's law firm, three car accident cases. And then we get a stack of mediation. We do 25, 30 of them in a day. But there were three of them from your case. Jesus, this guy's got three cases. All right, let's see what they are.
0: That was a light day for us. That was a a light day.
1: (laughs) So the first one, it was pretty good
0: case. just a morning session
2: <laughs> you know?
1: and then the next one that's another good case and the third is another good we gave you a lot of money that
0: is day. that when you retired <laughs> you're like all right i'm, I'm done say, I'm, I'm out
1: i can't compete my with cases guy. are pieces I'm going of crap tv i can compete with kevin deese but this guy no
0: way uh-uh
2: no that's way. hilarious <laughs> that's
0: true well i I, true. I appreciate that and you know we now have days where we have 10 on a panel i mean yeah, it's it's yeah. it's awesome so one of my last questions, I think I want to, we have the Academy Awards coming up this Sunday. Mm. Anybody uh, seen any of the um, best picture nominations? Anybody have I any saw pre- The Joker,
2: picture? and yeah, I thought it was see. really good. Don't it was dark. Uh, it was good, though. Uh, I know I saw a couple others. Do you know what the, do you have in front of you what the names are? I don't, are?
0: but I, my girlfriend and I decided that this week we're going to, every night we're going to see a different one. Yeah. And so last night we saw Parasite. Yeah. Have you heard of this? I have. I've heard of it. I, you didn't, see, I didn't it? see it. No, I didn't um, see it. I don't want to see that. It, so it's, so I didn't know this, but guess what? That. You can um, rent them on Apple. Yeah. I mean, you can go on iTunes and, and rent them. And so we saw that last night and it was a Korean film with subtitles. So yeah. you got to read, right. which I don't mind. And it was amazing. And it's it good. was okay. completely different. It was like part comedy, part thriller, part horror film. Highly recommend it. Um, two nights ago, uh, we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I 18- saw that. Movie. I
1: saw that. I wasn't crazy, but I saw it. Didn't like it. Really? I saw The Irishman what too. Didn't now you now that you like it, about I that, I thought it was too much like a Pulp Fiction. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was really
0: acting too much,
1: and he tried to be John Travolta character. And I, uh, oh, I liked and,
0: uh, him. I, I, turned. I said, I, I, think, I think he might win.
1: Uh, I, I haven't seen them all, so I'm a little at I saw a disadvantage. It wasn't Marriage my favorite. Story.
2: Did you guys
0: see Marriage Story?
1: No.
2: I saw a Marriage good? Story. It was. It was it was it, it struck me as very interesting in that the acting i thought was phenomenal both by yeah. the male and the female yeah. but you're watching it it's just about a couple that's getting divorced yeah. and it's like and it, it, it's just like why am i spending two hours watching this couple yeah. fight into a divorce but the acting was acting actually was good pretty good i, I, I believe that you it was know good, what good, i mean
1: like, it didn't do anything for me no 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 though. the movie didn't yeah didn't
2: the I knew a lot, but I did, I did think yeah. the actor was good.
1: The Irishman. The Irishman. I uh, fell asleep during it three I, times. Yeah, it was too, too long. long yeah.
0: I get what's going on. Okay, let's move it along here. I like um, the, you know, the, the parts that were filmed in Detroit. Detroit the, it, right? the, 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 the Detroit aspects. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I like cool. I liked how they made everybody look so young. Yeah, that that yeah. new technology. I thought that was really interesting. Um, a little off putting because you know that these guys aren't looking that good.
1: What else? There was another couple. I did cars.
2: not see Jojo Rabbit and Little Women. No, nineteen seventeen. Ford I didn't versus Ferrari.
1: I didn't see that one. I want to see that uh, one. I today. will
2: see that. I think I that haven't. might be yeah. tonight.
0: Uh, I might watch that one tonight. Or the marriage story based. Uh, you didn't love that. It was good.
2: So. It was fun. But,
1: Somebody yeah, yeah, told me Little that. Women today was great. Yeah, I have, yeah,
0: I've got to see those. I have seen them. There's time. We there's got time. Till I've got some time. I've got some time. You've got some, time. You got some time. <laughs> <laughs> time, but you're working too much. So when you're not drinking, go home tonight. I know. I know. And download one of the shows. I might. Well, anyway, thank you for coming on the show. This was
1: very fun. Thank you for having me. This was good.
0: This
2: was really enjoyable. I hope you come back.
1: Yeah, let me know. I'd love it. And, uh, uh, on this. Next I'm time not- you
2: come back, we'll do an hour on the uh, Macomb County corruption uh, oh, scandal. <laughs> so much there.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah,
1: what's going on with that? We've got oh, there's so many, so much corruption going on. But it on.
2: is good that people people did say, you know, when uh, Kilpatrick went down, you know, they said, oh, of course, you know, it's an African American mayor, and so the feds are coming in. Well, they took information from that case. That's what started the Macomb County investigation, and all these years later, that. they are still racking them up, dozens and dozens, sacking and, them dozens
0: up. and dozens. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: and Have they it? are still going. Yeah. Have you
1: had the? Um, is it Beck Bob Beck? Bob Beck? Uh, uh,
2: he put his name put down. I, I, I talked to him. I, inv- I invited He's, him to be oh, the
1: show. He is the lead investigator. He in the Kwame Kilpatrick he case. Did
2: the, he did the case. I actually called him, he said he would come on. Oh, he said we have to get his permission from his boss, though. Well, who does F- he work B- for? FBI. FBI. He oh, did okay. the he's he's he's, FBI. Let's call him. Yeah. No, no, I, do, I talked to him. I got the he's, number
1: right
2: here, huh? uh, Absolutely <laughs> I talked to him. We need to, call, we, we need to get approval from his boss. Broner,
0: <laughs> Bloomberg, May, Duggan, Beckman. Yeah, just make sure you tell him yeah. it's something. for the Kwame case. Right. Uh,
2: but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And are you sure you want him in here? Not was Charlie's around, not Charlie's
1: around. No, Beckman's fantastic, though. And the Kwame story about how they wired up people and then tried to get them into a restaurant and some of the restaurants didn't take uh, reservations so they had to make sure the table was open. I mean, there's some funny stuff and that's the way the FBI works. I mean, it's a fascinating story. Uh, Not not for Kwame, but for us.
0: Stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah, Stay tuned for more news. He said he would do it. Awesome. All right, Charlie, stay in touch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Thanks for watching and listening. The open mic podcast with Kevin Dietz and Charlie Langton today. We talked about lots of issues. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please tell your friends, forward it to whoever you want and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.